0: Good morning and welcome to Ask BBB. Ask BBB brings you information from and about accredited businesses so that consumers are better informed about goods and services they're purchasing or contracting. I'm Jim Swan and your host on Ask BBB is Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Good morning, Jennifer.
1: Good morning and thanks, Jim, and welcome, everyone. On this morning's program, we'll tell you about some of the things to think about to help make yourself scam proof in 2022.
0: We'll talk with a web designer video producer who goes to great heights to help tell real estate stories. Matt Dumont of Redbird Media will be our guest.
1: Living trees are good for our environment. Trees continue to be an important part of our lives as the basic material for our homes and the furniture in them. Our first guest this morning produces very unique furniture using materials from local trees. Heather Toraville is the owner of Rustix Furniture and Design Studio, and thanks for joining us this morning, Heather.
2: Thanks so much for having
1: me. I appreciate it. So, Heather, when we read the About Us page on your website, we realize that Rustix is a product of your imagination. Can you help our radio listeners imagine what Rustix Furniture is like?
2: Well, I'm... I think we've all heard the word rustic before. Um, when we decided we were going to do this, um, we didn't really want to do rustic furniture, more or less like um, stuff that would go into, let's say, like a log cabin. Like that's what I think when you hear rustic. So we we took out the C. We had added an X to the name um, to give it a little more modern twist. So our rustic furniture, um, we try to balance. Um, a a wooden top, like a live edge or just just real wood with a nice modern base. So it, it, it's a good yin yang, let's say.
1: And what kinds of furniture pieces are possible with rustics?
2: So currently we are doing uh, we do a lot of dining tables, coffee tables, um, home office desks right now are, are a huge one. <laughs> Um, we do mantles, uh, shelving, countertops. The only thing we don't do right now um, are are chairs pretty much.
1: And the furniture that you produce is quite unique. Are all of the pieces custom
2: made? Yes. Everything we do um, is custom. We do have a showroom where we try to keep somewhere between like four and five pieces, just as examples. But pretty much they're, they're just for show um, and everything else is is made custom order.
1: And when you're doing that custom piece how involved is the customer in the process?
2: We always say the customer can be as involved as they want to be. Some want to be there the whole time we they, they make multiple trips to our shop to do layouts and color choices, um, and then we have some clients who just basically give me their vision and say go for it.
1: How do you achieve that combination and balance that combines the rustic look and design with features of today's technology? We
2: do that a lot with um, with home office right now. We, we're, we seem to be doing more and more desks that have like a sit-stand automated base. So no one wants to be sitting at home like for eight to 10 hours a day, just sitting. So including or incorporating that sit-stand base that's fully automated, um, it's at the press of a button. You can stand, you could, a lot of people use a treadmill now, they walk while they work. We also incorporate things like USB cords, um, plugs, grommets right into the top of the desk. So you can literally charge all your electronics or your iPad while you're working.
0: So what are some of the things that people should consider when they're furnishing their, their home workspace?
2: I think we we do a lot of design for clients. Um, I think one of the number one things is is function. You are going to be in that room for, like I said, it could be six to eight to 10 hours a day um, if you're working from home right now. So it really needs to be a space that you want to go to. Privacy. Um, I know for me, um, thankfully, we, we kind of work on the same property, but I mean, right now we have three children at home. So like any minute right now, one could just bust in the door here and, uh, and interrupt this whole thing. (laughs) So I think privacy is, is a main thing. Um, But basically when it comes to your furniture, you want, you want to be comfortable. You want to be able to be in there. Um, The right size desk, um, how much storage you could possibly need so that your life isn't cluttered. Yeah. Just that kind of stuff. So what sort
1: of care is needed to maintain that natural wood product that you're making?
2: With a lot of wood products, um, you actually have to oil them every couple of years, uh, like a lot of upkeep. Thankfully, with ours, you don't. It's the the simplest care um, that you could do. You can wipe it down with a damp cloth. You don't have to use any harsh cleaners and there's no upkeep. You don't have to re-oil that table. We use some really, really good products from Sanson. Um, They're actually manufactured in Strathroy. We like that we get to keep that local as well. On our furniture, you can literally spill anything from red wine to grape juice to milk, a sweating glass, um, even leave it overnight and you'll never get a stain or a water ring.
1: And how long does it take to produce one of your custom pieces?
2: Depending on what type of table. um, So for a solid wood table, From start to finish is usually about two weeks. Now, if we're getting into resin, like um, we do a lot of resin products, like a river table, they're called, or one of our ocean tables. That can be anywhere between two two to four weeks, um, just depending on the size and and how much resin that's going to take.
0: And what should we be prepared to budget for such a unique piece of furniture?
2: Um, So we try to stay in the middle of the market. We're definitely not the most expensive um but we're not the least expensive either for a solid wood table you want to start at around two thousand dollars um a resin piece you, you kind of want to double that and you're looking at around four thousand to start
0: we see a page on your website <laughs> that's titled workshop and and the video that's there mm-hmm. shows people working with wood uh, can you tell us a bit more about that workshop?
2: Absolutely. So um the workshop is kind of like a little branch off of Rustics. It started when we would always have people come and ask us to um, make charcuterie boards for them. And we're just so busy in our shop that we don't really have a lot of time to 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 just make charcuterie boards. So I thought what if we what if we do a workshop where people can come and make their own. But we pair it with a wine tasting and a local company that serves charcuterie. So that's what basically the workshop is. We do private events. um, So minimum of 10 and upward. You can come, everyone makes a live edge charcuterie board. So we hand sand, we oil the boards. Um, While that's going on, we do a, a wine tasting of Ontario wines and everyone gets an individual charcuterie box. So we eat, we drink, and we do a little woodworking. It's a lot of fun. Heather, I want to
1: thank you for joining us today on Ask BBB. We've certainly learned a lot about Rustic's Furniture and Design, and we look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Thank you so much.
2: I really appreciate it.
0: Heather Toraville is the owner of Rustic's Furniture and Design Studio. And if you search them in the BBB.org directory, you'll see that they're an accredited the business with an A-plus rating, and you'll be able to connect to their website and social media pages, where you can see many examples of their work and learn about the philosophy that goes behind
1: it when we return how one media company gives you a bird's eye view
0: welcome back to ask bbb with jennifer matthews ceo of bbb serving western ontario i'm jim swan
1: an internet presence is essential in the business world today as consumers we expect to learn something about you before we make a call Finding ways to stand out in the wide world of the web is part of what our next guest does. Matt Duma is the Chief Operations Manager of Redbird Media. Welcome to Ask BBB, Matt.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. Have
1: the contact and distancing restrictions imposed to combat COVID impacted the demand for video services for real estate provided by Redbird
3: Media? Well, it it really has increased the demand, especially over the last couple of years dealing with with covid and the lockdown restrictions um visual content uh, video photography the uh- what we were doing already before COVID uh, was increasing and there was quite a bit of of demand for it uh, to begin with. And then um, when COVID happened and the lockdown sort of happened almost almost overnight um, there was a big surge in in the the demand for the services that that we offer. We also evolved into uh, offering uh, Matterport 3D tours. So these are, are tours that uh, can scan and capture uh, a space, a house, and um, that way viewers can view it online with, without actually having to be there in the building. So, so COVID really impacted that. that, that almost exponentially shot up um, every, every sort of virtual tour um, business out there.
1: No matter the product or the service, is there evidence that videos on a website or social media is more engaging?
3: Absolutely, yeah. So we we call this rich content, rich visual content, and uh, basically, um, you know, it, it used to be having a website was was the one thing that you needed for for people to go to, and uh, if you're a business. And while that's still true, you absolutely do need need a web form uh, platform. It's it's evolved to uh, to a much more visual world now. So um, not only do you need to have that platform basis, but you also need to have visual content too to to tell your story and engage with. Um, with your customers, with your viewers, um, uh, people today are are are. We're taking in information in a, in much sh- shorter snippets, and so having visual content uh, goes a really far way to to telling your overall story.
1: And what are some of the rules of thumb for a video to be that effective?
3: Well, these days it's it's short and concise and to the point. So there's a couple different types of, of videos you can have online. You can have videos that uh, your customers might be searching for. Uh, so if you offer a service or a product, uh, if somebody's going to be searching on Google, let's say, uh, for your product or service, they might spend a little bit more time watching a video. But if you're trying to to capture people's attention um, in more of a um, you know kind of a quick commercial type way, uh, it's definitely shorter, concise, engaging videos to really grab people's attention and uh, quickly tell them your your story.
0: Matt, you use drones in the production of some of your videos. And when you were a guest here on Ask BBB three years ago, well, the, there was new legislation that had just been introduced regarding the flying of drones. Can, can you review some of the regulations regarding drone flight and And have there been any changes since you were here last?
3: Sure. Well, the the biggest change has has likely been in the in the uh, the licensing territory. Back, you know, 2015, uh, there was no uh, application to to fill out to get a drone operator's license. Uh, There was no basic advance like we have right right now. So there was a a lot more paperwork involved, um, a lot more administrative work to actually go ahead and get your commercial drone operator's license. It's changed now um, with the uh, introduction of of a basic basic license uh, and an advanced license. So Basically, anybody flying a drone over uh, 250 grams these days needs to have the uh, basic operator's license and really all all that it is, is is, uh, um, just testing your knowledge and your skills and making sure that you're aware of all of the rules. The advanced drone operator's license does allow you to operate a little closer to airports and um, a little more complex flying there, but it's also uh, uh, very involved getting that particular license.
1: So if we're going to hire someone to do drone photography for us, what are some of the things we should be asking?
3: well definitely ask ask about what their experience is like if they have any experience flying drones um, you know we're always proponents of, of making sure that uh, that we're flying safe and that, that we uh, you know do site inspections before we go out and and uh, and start flying uh, there are a lot more drone pilots now than there ever have been uh, some with licenses some without and uh, that's just just uh, because you know technology has increased and, and more people are, are kind of getting into this into this territory but um, if you you're a, a real estate agent or if you're a commercial company and you're looking to hire somebody to take an aerial shot, uh, you definitely want to find out what their experience level is. And also to do they have uh, the proper licensing uh, for the area that you're in? And do they carry insurance? Uh, with the new licensing requirements, insurance, it wasn't something that was included for, for people to have, uh, but it's something that we've always felt really strongly about. So us as, as a business, we set ourselves apart uh, by offering a little more professional service, uh, we carry five million dollar liability insurance. Uh, we also carry two million dollar liability insurance for our, our aerial um, specific drones. So uh, you know it, it is something to uh, to really be mindful of when you're hiring somebody uh, and there's liability questions to be to be just 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 to be considered considered of.
0: If there are amateur photographers like me listening this morning who are thinking about adding a drone to their toolkit. What advice would you have for us?
3: Well, definitely practice, right? A uh, practice does make perfect. Uh, do some research. Uh, there's many different types of, of drones out there. Um, but if you're an amateur and you want to get in, into something, you want to get into something fairly user-friendly uh, and also something that isn't too, too complicated. Uh, so I know uh, DJI is, is a brand out there that offers various uh, uh, different types of, of drones, and they're all very, very safe. Um and user friendly, but I, I would I think the one piece of advice is, that I would have would just be go and practice. Go to to a field out in the country somewhere. Go somewhere a sparsely populated area, uh, and just get get a feel for how these how these tools operate.
1: Matt Redbird Media is accredited with the BBB. Can you comment on why you feel that BBB accreditation is important to businesses?
3: Well, I think being involved with, with the BBB uh, indicates to your your customers and your clients that you're a, a professional business and uh, you take what you do seriously. Uh, not only the, the the product that you put out, but the the customer relationship as well. So, um, you know, having that that Better Business Bureau badge uh, indicates to to our customers and our and our clients that we're a professional company and. Um, Uh, That if, you know, there was in the events, some sort of uh, uh, something that you weren't happy with or whatever, there are resources to go to. Um, So, yeah, I I know there are, uh, there, there had been a lot, a lot of other individuals um, and companies getting into this, into this territory. Um, But that's one way to really kind of set yourself apart and to, to show that you're, you're a professional operator.
1: Thanks, Matt, for joining us this morning on Ask BBB. It has certainly given us much insight into the world of drone video and video services in general thanks for sharing your
3: time
0: it's been a pleasure thank you so much we've been talking to matt duma who is the chief operations officer with redbird media look them up in the bbb.org directory redbird media is an accredited business and maintains an a-plus rating by supporting the aims and objectives of bbb
1: we are at the halfway mark in the month of january but it's not too late to make resolutions that will keep you safe from scammers. We'll be back in a moment.
0: And now back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with the host of BBB, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB, serving Western Ontario. Jennifer, before the break, you mentioned resolutions that will help keep us safe from scammers.
1: Yes, Jim. These resolutions have been posted by BBB across North America with the hope that it can save people from falling victim to online scams. The resolutions are things we mention whenever we talk about scams, but put into resolution language, they have greater weight.
0: So give us an example.
1: So repeat after me, I resolve to be cautious with
0: email. I resolve to be cautious with email. Oh, okay. I I see what you mean. When I make a commitment to myself in that language, it it feels stronger. Uh, What are some of the cautions that I should be aware of?
1: You should be wary of unsolicited emails from a person or a company. Remember, scammers can make emails look like they are from a legitimate business, government agency, or reputable organization, even BBB. So never click on links or open attachments in unsolicited emails.
0: Great. So next resolution?
1: I resolve to never send money to strangers.
0: Oh, this is something that happens in those romance scams and others, and in scams that involve people who describe a a dire need, they ask you to send money.
1: If you haven't met a person face-to-face, don't send them money. This is especially true if the person asks you to transfer funds using a prepaid debit card or cash app. Money sent to strangers in this way is untraceable, and once it's sent, there's no way of getting it back. Scammers will try to trick you into panicking, so before making a move, think the situation through and don't fall for it.
0: So thinking it through might involve a little bit of research on our part, eh?
1: Yes, and that's next on our list. I resolve to do research before making online payments. When shopping online, or if asked to make a payment online, Research the retailer before entering your payment information. Ask yourself, is this the person or business I know and trust? Do they have a working customer service number? Where is the company physically located? And would I be making payments through a secure server? Have I checked to see if others have complained?
0: Well, we've made some pretty strong resolutions here.
1: The final two we have are... I resolve to use my best judgment when sharing my personal information, and I resolve to be social media smart.
0: What what sort of personal information does that resolution point to?
1: We're talking about financial information, birth date, address, social insurance numbers, your health card number,
0: caller. And what do we mean by being social media smart?
1: We mean use your privacy settings and only connect with people you actually know. Be aware of those fun quizzes as well. When you answer questions about the name of your first pet or the street you grew up on, you're providing the answer to common security questions. And answering questions about movies or music that was popular when you were a teenager gives scammers big clues as to your birthday. Those quizzes that define your personality by selecting the month you were born help scammers narrow things even more and soon they have enough to steal your identity.
0: So if our listeners want to make those resolutions, they can find them all at uh, bbb.org and on the website there. Well, Jennifer, that's our time for Ask BBB.
1: We like to hear from you, so contact us at hashtag Ask BBB and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Pass along your comments and send us your guest suggestions.
0: And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan.
1: And I'm Jennifer Matthews.
0: Remember to Ask BBB
1: and start with trust.